Welcome to the MJC Podcast with your host, Matthew J. Cochran. This season, we're covering an array of topics related to spiritual growth and following Jesus. If you're a believer, this is going to challenge you and stretch you in your faith. If you don't consider yourself a Christian, this is going to provoke thought and maybe even fuel some discussion. Now let's dig in. I'm joining you once again for this uh, fun podcast where we talk about discipleship and uh, the Bible and prayer and lots of different things. And uh, today, let me tell you what we're talking about. If you hadn't judged by the title of the podcast episode, it is uh, Go and Make Disciples. Here's what I want to talk to you about. Whose job is it to go and make disciples? Whose job is it to be evangelists? Whose job is it to be mentors? Whose job is it to be disciple makers? Whose job is it to baptize, etc., etc.? And we're going to answer those questions and hopefully we're going to do it in a very short amount of time because the Bible's pretty clear as to the answer. Flip with me, if you will. Matthew 28. You knew I was going there, right? Matthew 28, the Great Commission. 28, 19. I want you to look now, what's going on here? Jesus is commissioning his disciples, right? What's a disciple? Disciple was someone that was following after Jesus, trying to follow what he wanted them to do, trying to be more like him. And so he gives a commission to his people, his closest followers. It says the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. That's, uh, that's verse 16, by the way. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I want us to look at four main things here. Number one, who's Jesus talking to? Number three, I'm sorry, I, uh, I got ahead of myself. Number one, who's Jesus talking to? And the other three things are, are what he's asking them to do. So uh, the, the question before us is, who is Jesus talking to in, this, in the context of this scripture? And is, is he talking to us now? So the 11 disciples, this is, uh, you know, the original 12 minus Judas Iscariot because he went off and hung himself after the uh, crucifixion of Christ. And so Jesus starts out saying that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. So he's transferring that. He's, he's letting these guys know, I have the authority to send you out and I'm sending you out. You're going with my power and authority. So who's he talking to? He's talking to his 11 disciples. And who are the disciples? They are the people that are seeking to follow after him. They're his representatives. They're his people. So are we being spoken to? Is the Great Commission for us? Because a lot of times we get this mixed up. We look at the Great Commission. We go, yeah, this is for us. Go and talk to people about Jesus and invite them to church. Well, that's part of this. But he said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. If he's talking to all of us, if we're his disciples and we're following after him, seeking what he wants for us to do, seeking to obey him, seeking to be more like him, 
then go and make disciples of all nations is something we've all been commissioned to do. That's not just making converts, okay? That's just not the work of evangelism. That's not just inviting people to church. What that is, is we're going out there and we're, t- we're telling people the gospel truth. We're telling people the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're, we're, we are winning over those converts uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit. We're bringing them to church, but we don't just... Uh, this isn't a call to just get them in the church doors. Oh, good, they got saved. Well, good luck with that, Bob. I'm so glad you came today. No. It's not, therefore, the quote-unquote church's job. And by church, um, uh, uh, in quotes, what I mean is what most people say when they say that something is the church's job, they mean it's the church staff's job. Okay, well, I brought them here. It's the pastor and his staff's job to, to mentor them and disciple them. No. No. The Great Commission is for all of us. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Yes, get them in the doors of a church so they can hear the gospel. Yes, tell them the gospel. Yes, live life alongside them so they see you living the gospel out. But when they have come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ, stick with them. Walk with them. Help them. Guide them. Make disciples of them. Next, there's a big thing. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is number two on my, you know, how I screwed up and said there there are four things. Uh, uh, The first one was who's he talking to. The second one is he's telling them to go baptize in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Somewhere along the lines in Christianity, we got it into our heads that only people who have a theological education through seminary and have been ordained into the um, priesthood or into the um, pastorate are authorized to perform baptisms. Well, show me any of the of the apostles in the New Testament of the Bible who had been ordained through uh, graduating from seminary. No, they were commissioned, not ordained. They were commissioned by Jesus himself to go out and do it. And it's the, it's the same commission for us. If you have walked with someone to the point where they have become a believer, partially through your influence or through something you've said, and obviously mostly through the work of the Holy Spirit, but if you've been the one that's been alongside them as the Holy Spirit does his work, you have every right to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You don't have to take them before a, a Holy Father to, to baptize them in holy water. It's, it's something you can do. Something Jesus tells you to do. Baptize them. Okay. Then he says, Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Again, we get it in our heads that only those who have that theological education or seminary degree are allowed to teach from the Bible. If you're friends with someone, if you're family with someone who has come to that saving faith in Jesus Christ, you can and should help them study their Bible, help them learn truths about who God is and what he wants and about his will and about praying. You can help them and teach them to do that. I think a lot of the time what we do is we get someone in the church door and we say, all right, I want this person to be saved. And we get them there. 
and we have them come in and yeah, they, they hear the gospel, they respond to it and they get saved. And then we go, Oh, okay. Now we got to find a class for them. We got to find somewhere for them to get uh, plugged in. Those are good things. Hey, I'm all for that. I teach classes like that. Those are good, but there's nothing like another believer coming alongside and guiding. You know, <laughs> you know, the the idea that we are to um, be making disciples, that that we're responsible for for the people that um, that we're that we're walking alongside. It can be a heavy responsibility, but it can also be just a, a very beautiful thing. A very beautiful thing when someone that, uh, when when someone that you know comes alongside you and is like, "I want to help you in all this. I don't just want to leave you to figure it all out." That's uh, nothing can replace that. There's nothing better than that. There's no classroom setting that's better than that one-on-one life sharing, uh, teaching and, and, and that type of thing. It's, uh, there's nothing that can replace it. And I think that's one thing God intended for us to do as, as his followers. He didn't call us to come and sit down on a pew on Sunday morning and sing some hymns and then go home. He called us to live a life of discipleship. And that means pouring into the lives of other people, praying for them and with them, teaching them. I've heard, I've heard several people tell me that, you know, they have hesitations about this. I can't teach someone else how to do this stuff. And I said, well, look, how long have you been a believer? Cause you've been a believer that much longer than this person. I don't care if you've been a believer for three months. You've been a believer for three months longer than the person who just became a Christian today. So you have every right and authority and you've been commissioned by Jesus Christ himself to help them become a disciple. Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe even if you agree with me, you'd like to add something. Why don't you do that? Leave a comment, especially if you disagree with me. Leave me a comment and tell me why. But also, if you agree with me, but you'd like to add something else to that, or you have a question, whatever the case may be, why don't you go ahead and leave a comment? Let's make this into a discussion. I never like to just leave this as me talking into a microphone. I want this to always be something that sparks discussion. I want your feedback. I want you to let me know what you think about it. So leave me a comment. Tell me what you think. I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait to uh, talk with you again next time. This is MJC signing off. I'll see you next time.